Am I good? Yep. All right, let's roll. How's she looking, cover girl? <laughs> okay, ready? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thanks. I thought uh, this. I thought we've started like five. <laughs> no, this is a start. <laughs> In five, four, three, two, one. Take off. <laughs> Listen, listen, (laughs) welcome to the podcast, everybody. What's they say? This is episode 18. It is going to be awesome. We've already shared some good laughs. We've had some deeper moments. We prayed. So we're ready. We're all set. Today's guest is Banks. Banks, welcome to the podcast. It's good to be here. Yeah. Super happy and excited to be here. Very excited. And I figured out your name is not Banks. Right. Last night. That's kind of crazy. I go by my middle name, too, so. Yeah. Is your middle name? It's my middle name, yeah. yeah. me too. I go Charlie Banks Ramsey's my full name. So people in middle school called me Cha-Cha. <laughs> Short for Charlie. Did you hate that, or did you love it? Um, I hated it. Okay. Whoever said that to Banks, just don't say it. Yeah, don't say it again. <laughs> no, if, if you're no listening to this, don't call me Cha-Cha. Just, I guess that's But it kind of makes me want to, because you said not to. Yeah. So but maybe reverse say, reverse psychology. Yeah, I didn't say that. Just but Banks, not Cha Cha <laughs> Ramsey, is here on the podcast. He's going to be awesome. Banks is um, a young adults pastor at the Well, which is Restoration Church, and um, I've been going for a couple of weeks. And Banks is the one who usually preaches. He does a great job. It's a great group of people um, in your family. Everyone I've met's been awesome. So that's kind of how we know each other is through the ministry that he is pioneering and that God is using. And um, today is going to be a great episode. And always welcome Mr. Ty Stedman-Smith on the other line. Yeah, we have been having a good time this morning. feel like I already know this guy. Just met him, (laughs) rocking the double mullets today. So good vibes, good vibes. All good vibes all around. Well, I am excited, and I'm honestly ready to just get right into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, cool. So... The first thing that um, we usually ask everybody, well, actually, I'm going to get your hot takes on things. Okay. So, cats or dogs? Dogs. Do you have a favorite sure. kind of dog? Uh, I, we have two golden doodles, Aww. and their personality is just incredible. Playful. Yeah. Ty has beagles. Mm. Beagles are sweet. They are sweet. They were in his They're wedding. No way. Yeah. They were very important. They, it, was that top, it was a deal breaker for him. They oh, couldn't be in the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite color? So it used to be red because that was my dad's favorite color. But now it's like an olive green because mm. it's like gritty, olive outdoorsy, green. adventurous Specific. kind of. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot so to a color. Green. That's, that's <laughs> poetic. <laughs> that, is, that is very specific. I just I green. say blue. <laughs> blue is my favorite color. Olive green is just like just gritty. It's like. Mm. I don't know, woodsy. Mm. I kind of like that. The Amen. Mountains. <laughs> Won't he do it? <laughs> Thank you for all of green. Praise God for all of green. Praise God. Um, and who are from some of your favorite speakers? Since you are a speaker, do you have any? Honestly, my dad. My dad is is probably somebody who I aspire to communicate like the most. Wow. And his level of passion and just his conciseness of what he's saying is. 
I have not got to hear him speak just yet, but he's a gifted communicator, and you can just he express. You can tell he's passionate. Mm. Like it, it just burns inside of him, and so I, I admire that about him. Very sweet. And Chick Fil A or Zaxby's? Oof. Answer carefully, Banks. <clears throat> okay. Ty's passionate <laughs> okay, about right, this, right. so. So if Zaxby's didn't have the dollar nibblers on Thursdays. <laughs> I don't know if they have the dollar nibblers around here. In Cleveland, they have do- $1 nibblers. Wow. So you go in and mm. get eight nibblers for $8. That's insane. But if they didn't have that, it would be Chick-fil-A, but I'd have to say Zaxby's. Ty? Well, I'm going to throw a wild card in there because my life was changed like three weeks ago. Uh, and uh. there is a place, I'm telling you, it is on the rise. Cute it is called, goose? no, it is called Slim Chickens. <laughs> Slim Chickens? Y'all, I'm telling you. Where is it at? This place is insane. I mean, it is like the presentation and the cleanliness of Chick-fil-A, but the goodness and everything that Zaxby's brings Mm. with the Zax sauce. Mm. I mean, it's like a combination of both, and it's Mm. like they have like banana pudding in mason jars to go as your dessert. I mean, that's that's off the chain. And I was sold. I'm Slim yeah. Chickens. It's on the rise. I'm telling you. There's only one location in Georgia, but if you go to the beach, Panama City, anywhere down there, go to Slim Chickens. Canes is really good, too. Non-sponsored yeah, post Canes right there, but it's spon- Yeah. Yeah, Canes is Slim Chickens sponsors. Slim Chickens. I want like, a bucket of chicken right now. But I, if I'm eating chicken, I don't want it to be slim. Like I want Dude, it, it messes with your mind. Yeah. They're just like, you're not going to be slim eating there. There's yeah. no way. I want, like, a big, strong chicken. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Interesting. A sl- slim chicken. I don't know. We'll give it I'm a go, guys. It, What's yeah. Bay State family? Let us know. So that's just like silly little fun things. But it. the first true question, the real question I was going to ask you is just what was growing up for you like? Um, kind of the, I think I just kicked you. I'm sorry. I did. Yeah, you're fine. Though. You can keep kicking me if you need to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bailey's like mad. And yeah, I'm like, me. hey, that was bad. Wrong, just like kick my shin as hard as you can. Um, how did you grow up? What was growing up like for you? So I grew up with, um, there were seven of us total, seven kids, six brothers wow. and sisters, um, four brothers, two sisters, and it was busy. Where do you fall in the... I'm in the middle, right in the smack dab middle, mm. middle chicken, <laughs> slim chicken. <laughs> um, but we had a busy home growing up with a yeah. bunch of kids running around. Dad was a preacher. And then once they, once my mom and dad had their sixth child, which was Luke, that was the plans were Luke was it, six kids. Mm-hmm. And um, then my dad took a break from preaching and was like, we just need to raise our kids. And they had the support to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. dad still did some stuff on the side and mom did as well. But we, we were very, um, we were really, we are. And we're a really close family. We do everything together, did everything together. And then JP, the surprise, number seven, the caboose. The completion. He came along. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we grew up just in a busy, fun home, mm-hmm. playing sports, going to church. Um, we were a very we, – we didn't always do everything that everybody else did, mm-hmm. um, kind of because Dad was a preacher. Yeah, so they didn't do Halloween, I figured out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. We never got to trick-or-treat, which is like, so many people are like, that's weird. What did they call it? 
We did a uh, oh, harvest festival. It's, <laughs> it, that's what the church calls it, a harvest festival. But we didn't call it that. Ty, did you trick or treat? Man, no, I didn't. Uh, but I think we were allowed to run in costumes around the house. Yeah. Maybe. I don't he know. Said they would watch a Christian movie. We, we would turn on Facing the Giants or some Hendrick <laughs> Brothers movie in the backyard. And all of our friends in the neighborhood, they would leave trick-or-treating early to come watch this movie. Mm, y'all was a spot. It's pretty, pretty amazing. But did y'all do Santa? Never did Santa. I never believed in Santa Claus. Mind blown. Isn't that insane? Wow. See, I didn't either. I mean, it yeah. was like he was there, but it wasn't like put nice. in front of us yeah, and it was yeah. never like this guy's not real but it also wasn't like he's real you know yeah. it's just like santa is fun yeah it's a fun component i don't think you were lacking anything obviously because you probably had a great christmas but <laughs> i think santa's so fun <laughs> yeah I, I think he's i think Santa's he's fun, a good man. guy it yeah. seems like he's a jolly man jolly holly guy <laughs> yeah i thought it was fun i'm like Anna also the way it was presented to us is that Santa is fun and he's with our imagination, but Jesus is real like mommy and daddy are real. And that's the way that my mom communicated it. And my dad was like, Santa's fun to think about and he's fun to, you know, he's bringing, he's going to bring the magic of Christmas, yeah. but he's like everything else, the tooth fairy and all that. He's yeah. just a magical, imaginational thing. Um, but it was like we believed in the magic that it was. When we were little, and then as we got older, we understand. But then my mom would always say, but Jesus is real, like mommy and daddy yeah. are real. And it was a good balance because we got to have both. Because I think the magic – did you have the tooth fairy? We didn't have – I mean, anything that <laughs> – What is, happened with your teeth? We would get money, but mom and dad would be like, here's five bucks for losing your teeth. Wow. Yeah, here's – you know, if it's a molar, here's 15. Like, that's a – That's crazy. Wow. That's yeah, cool. Walmart. Did you do the tooth fairy time? <laughs> nope, no tooth fairy. Goodness. Never got any money for that. Tie Did you buddy buddy the elf? No. Or elf the, on the what is it called? Elf the on elf the on the shelf. Oh. <laughs> now we do love Elf the movie, Buddy the Elf. We celebrate Christmas. Christmas. I is mean, amazing. I would hope so. <laughs> we we get gift. Like it's a good. It's fun. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> but we just my parents wouldn't. They were like, Santa's not real. So in third grade, they just I was gave telling it my you friends, straight? yeah. Oh, in you were that grade. kid. We would have argued in third grade. I know. I would have fought you on it. And, and those, like, those people call me. They call me now and they're like, you were right. <laughs> Santa's Thanks. Did you ever real. go to school and like ruin your classmates' childhood and just destroy their lives? <laughs> Be it like, yo, it's not real. It happened often. I was a little more timid. <laughs> my brothers, though, they would. They were like, Santa's not real. They would go to <laughs> oh running up and down the hallways. So the funny. principal or the teachers <clears throat> would call mom and dad and say, your kid's got to quit. Telling them the truth. It's like, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Y'all were like, fight we for the cause. <laughs> Santa's not real. Everything's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> we would have fun with it, though. We ha we would have so much fun with it. That is funny. Christmas is It's good. so interesting to know. <laughs> we all love Christmas bakes. <laughs> no one's, nobody's in here like Christmas sucks. Well, I feel the, like I am i didn't believe in Santa. I the, didn't celebrate how this guy hates holidays. No, <laughs> you love them. It's just funny them. to I do. I love. I love Harvest Day. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Harvest Day, whatever you want to call it, Christmas. it's just interesting to hear how everyone grew up. Yeah. Um, but aside from holidays in your life, growing yeah. up, preacher's kid, was mm -hmm. that a lot of pressure? It was. Yeah. It really wasn't. Honestly, it turned me kind of away from church. I think growing up in the church, I kind of became numb mm. to it a little bit, and it's nothing my 
my parents did or it's just I kind of got I just became numb to church yeah. and had faith but didn't know if I really believed like mentally like mm-hmm. I was all my dad says shoulders down is like your emotions your faith and then head knowledge is belief well, and cool. like I had a lot of faith growing up but then when I got to high school I, I felt like I was numb to reality a little bit mm. and so I had to start to ask those hard questions and yeah. find out do I believe do I believe this because if so I need I mean the Bible says we need to have a defense to our faith yeah so um graduated high school and just that numb I was kind of just numb to to God and to my faith and in college I it was evident that I was numb I kind of I, kinda, I had a time in my life, a season in my life, even in high, a lot of high school and college, where I was just very unstable, mm. say it like that. And then back half of college, I started to ask myself those hard questions, mm-hmm. found answers to some of those questions. And what what changed for you? That was the next question. When, how, and what contributed yeah. to? you hearing about God and knowing God's real to having an intimate relationship with him. Yeah. I think it's that I did jump the gun. Um, I did feel a lot of pressure growing up in a preacher's home, Mm -hmm. but that big shift for me when I, when I went from the childlike faith to, okay, I actually believe this was my junior and senior year of college. And I was in a relationship with a girl in college and it was, she's incredible. And it, she helped kind of kickstart a change in my life mm-hmm. and made me realize that there are certain things I want in my life for me, for my for my future family. Mm-hmm. And if I want to attain these things, there are certain things I have to eliminate out of my life. And so she just kind of kickstarted this renewal in my life. And she wasn't the reason for it, but maybe initially she was. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, now when I look back on it, we're broken up. Now we've been broken up for a while. She played, a, like, a big role in, in yeah. my walk with the Lord and just kick-started something that is continuing to move forward now. Wow. And so that big shift was – it was actually um, in between my junior and senior year, I was at the gym. and Big gym rat, guys. I <laughs> big gym rat. <laughs> I, was, I was at the gym with my friend, though, and we were just chatting Brad – <laughs> we were at Oh Yeah Fitness in Cleveland, Tennessee, which is where I went to school. And we both had his, he's actually a preacher's kid as well, Harrison Shepherd. His dad's Scott Shepherd at Cornerstone Church in cool. Athens. And we were both wearing church merch. Like it was funny. He was wearing a restoration shirt. And, and you I was are too. right now as well. And I am now. This is the <laughs> restoration youth gear that Dylan, my brother in law, and my sister Caroline, they're the youth pastors. They gave me this hoodie. It's a good hoodie. Thank you. Sorry, continue. Jim Rat, Chad and Jim Brad, Rat, Chad, it Brad out, and the it Jesus out. shirts. And the Jesus shirts. And this guy out of nowhere comes up and he's like, he's like, what? Do you guys believe that that church stuff, that Jesus stuff? Mm. And I was so taken off. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this has never happened to me. I'm like, <laughs> at one point, I'm like wanting to throw a dumbbell at him because I'm like, dude, don't come at me. Like, <laughs> Don't come at my Jesus. Like Don't that. put me in a corner. <laughs> but he asked me that, and I, I was like, well, yeah. We both were like, yeah, 
yeah, we believe in Jesus. We're about that church stuff. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, well, like, why? And I I was stumped. I was like, I honestly, <laughs> I don't really have a good answer for you. But I just, I kind of believe because I believe. Wow. But it kickstarted another thing in my life where I went on this apologetic study and began to actually find out why I believe what I believe. And I, I came to find out, I came to the realization that it would take more faith for me to not believe the Word of God than it would take for me to believe. Wow. And I was like, I mean, the Bible and, and just the, the evidence and the goodness of the Word of God became so real to me, mm-hmm. like so, so real to me. And to where, to where it was like, this is undeniably true and yeah. profound and changes people's lives. Yeah. So that all happened in my junior and senior year of college. Very cool. And what are you up to now? I kind of mentioned it at the beginning. But yeah, yeah. What you so doing now? Now I am um, <laughs> I'm the young adult pastor. As a young adult. As a young adult, yep. I'm 24, fresh out of school, and am shepherding and pastoring people who are older than me and same age as me, also younger than me. Yeah. But I, I love it. I'm at Restoration Church in Alpharetta, and I have a passion for young adults. And um, What was that statistic you gave me? That uh, it's younger, it's oh, yeah. So this is, like, why I have a passion for it, but... The people in their 20s, it's the smallest demographic in the American church by by far, mm. by far. And it's funny because it seems as though that's the most critical point in a person's life. Or just it's a big, it's a big season of life where people are determining, do I want to do, do I want to walk this way or do I want to walk that way? Yeah. Am I going to be? Very pivotal. In, yeah, yeah, it's a pivotal time in life. And to think that during that big transition where you're making decisions like, what am I going to do for my career? Who am I going to marry? What, what are my moral boundaries? What are my lines in my yeah. life? You determine all those things really in your 20s. Mm-hmm. And to think that a lot of churches don't have that, they don't even have a designated pastor for the young adults specifically. I'm like, man, they don't, they don't need to be just, you know, kind of, kind of paid attention to. It's like, they need focus yeah, and, and help, and they need to be discipled and shepherded. So, um, so that's what you're up to now. That's and what it's I'm been up so to now. Good. Yeah, and I love it. And I Banks is it. a great communicator. You are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you Thanks. are. You're I, funny. You have a good, like, a good blend of being funny, but also deep spiritual moments and. You know, so I think that that encompasses a good speaker is when you're versatile well, and you. you can appeal to the logical and the yeah. concrete, but also the emotional and the, yeah. mm. you know, yeah. all that, that blend. Yeah. Well, Did you have a question, Ty, off of that? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, you mentioned that they're older and younger than you. You know, is that a battle mentally that you walked into where you're like, dude, there's no way these people are going to listen to me or they may have more experience or be smarter. Like, yeah. it's tough to... I mean, it's, well, it's easy to, like, mentor, give knowledge to somebody who that is younger and that doesn't have it, but somebody that's older and has been through more and may know more, like, was that a challenge either spiritually, mentally, physically, like, that you may have o- had to overcome, whether it be 
you as a person or just like in the atmosphere? Like, was that something that you kind of had to deal with? Is that yeah. you just go in there just super humble and just kind of yeah. um, just like, hey, I'm here just to serve the Lord, but I'm also here to help you in whatever you need. Yeah. Like what was kind of your, not your tactic, but what was your, your way that you kind of went about that? Yeah, I, it's honestly, that's one of the most difficult parts of the job, just gaining people's trust and also yeah. like knowing too that I'm I'm walking this with with everybody. Like I'm yeah. not trying to stand up here in a position of authority saying this is how you should live your life mm-hmm. and I'm not living my life. Like I'm trying I am a young adult. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're in this together. And so to kind of make sure everybody understands that was something I've tried to prioritize. Like, hey, I'm I'm also a young adult. Yeah. <laughs> like we're in this together. But it's been a challenging thing because some people have been like, why Why is there a 24-year-old guy leading people who are 28 and 29? He's not even married. And there are couples They love here. to pull the marriage card. Yeah, and I'm like, well. Um, well, here at the well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there, it, there have been tricky obstacles to it. But God is just incredible in that he somebody said this to me as I took the position because I was so nervous they said God does not call the equipped he equips the called yeah and Mm. so I have that I just have to remind myself that literally every single day Mm -hmm. that I'm not equipped for this by myself yeah Lord knows I am not equipped for this by myself but the Lord has he's been faithful yeah and has been equipping me and I think it's important to know, too, that none of us are. And anyone who maybe wants to pursue ministry but you're scared to because you don't think you have all the answers or the experience. Like, I didn't go get a theology degree, and I don't have all the credentials that yeah. I feel as if I should have in the experience in the not married thing. People love to throw that out there. Um, and not married and a woman, too, in pursuing preaching and communicating and um there's so many reasons I could think of why not to, but the one reason I can think of two is because for the one person who might hear from me and then sparks a change in their life where they get to know God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes it all worth it when you realize that it truly isn't about you and it's about um, what God is trying to do through you. And we're just a vessel. Yeah. And I think for anyone to pastoring that people – don't always remember what we say, but they remember how we made them feel. So you, as a young, a young adult's pastor, you understand that it's a very pivotal and can be a lonely time. It could be a time mm-hmm. of comparison of like, oh, well, they are married and have a house with the Escalade and this person <laughs> lives in their mom's basement. And it's yeah. such a different, like everyone's at a different playing field because up, up until then, we're all in the same grades. We're all somewhat in the same fields, but then your 20s is so different. Everybody's yeah. doing different things. But I think that you knowing that kind of gives you that anointing and that mm-hmm. um, personalness of it, of saying, literally, I'm running alongside of you. Yeah. I'm pioneering alongside of you. This mm-hmm. is what's been beneficial in my life. This is what's beneficial in my walk. And yeah. I'm not equipped to do a podcast, but God, you know, God's yeah. in it. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to trust him with it. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a fun fun gig. Yeah. I love I love it and I'm, it's it's my heart. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was a healthcare administration major. Was going to go into healthcare. Interesting. My dream job was to be like the CFO of a hospital or um 
something like that. But very different. Oh, so different. But that scene, my senior year, I became burdened for young adults, people in their twenties, mm-hmm. in particular young men, mm-hmm. but I mean also women as well. But in particular, young men, and just helping them learn that walking with God in your twenties. One, it is possible. Mm-hmm. And two, it's so much better yes. than trying to fulfill your soul and yourself with everything else. Yeah. That's and so, so that good. that burden just continued to grow and get bigger. And and then that my senior year, I was like, healthcare, we'll see ya. <laughs> Adios. I, I feel uh, you know the Lord's <laughs> calling me to, wow. to the American to church ministry. So cool. Look at God. That is so cool. Um, how did you navigate that, God's voice in that, and how did you kind of yeah. know? I know you said you had a passion, so did you have a passion, and then you took step towards it, or did you pray for open doors, or how yeah. did you navigate that I, season? I prayed. I was like, God, take me wherever you want. It, the classic, God, open a door and shut a door. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, by faith, going to walk through the doors that you open and not try to open any shut doors. Mm. And... That's the that's a big thing about it. Like, God can shut a door, but you can you can open that. You can try to open that door, and odds are you can probably open it and walk through it. But you have to discern, like, okay, this opportunity is is closed now. Mm-hmm. God, where do you want me to go next? And you just keep going. Yeah. And I'm still walking through doors. <laughs> In Always. our whole life, we walk through doors, you yeah. know, that the Lord opens for us. Yeah, I think discerning the voice of God is such a important thing for people to understand um, that it's not as um, scary as it sounds. I feel like, you know, there's yeah. the Bible is God's voice, so the number one way that we hear God is through His Word yeah. because this is God-breathed. It is literally God-inspired, yes. God-breathed. So, one, if you're praying about something that you haven't read about— or you haven't looked up scriptures about, I love you with my whole heart, but you're probably looking for a word that's in this book. Um, and then number, wow. <laughs> that's good. I love that. number two, Preach when I was it. talking, about, <laughs> when I was talking to Sarah about last night um, at Young Adults, which I have met great community at y'all's church. The girls there, the guys are cool too, but the girls there are awesome. The guys um, are okay. Yeah, the, but the females there are great. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but they are. They're so great. We were talking about how there's been times in life where I've been praying and um, asking for God for direction on something. And I remember specifically in a relationship that I was in that was so toxic. And um, I was like crying all the time and it was so confusing and it was so back and forth. And I remember praying and I think I had a pure motive. I was just kind of stupid, honestly. Uh, But I remember praying and I was like, God, yes or no? Like, tell Mm. me yes or no on him. And I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, I didn't hear anything. So I guess I got to stay in it a little, ride it out. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember like there was no fruit. There was no confirmation. All the things that I felt God had promised me about my future husband, I didn't see in this person. But I'm like, if you don't want me to be with them, I want to see three yellow cars today. Um, And then that will be my sign to release him. And it sounds so stupid, but that's really what I thought. Um... I had pure intentions in that I was trying to seek God, but I've just felt like God hit me over the head and was just like, girl, 
that you're so you're so yeah. wrong. I have given you a brain, number one. I have given you the gifts of the spirit, number two. Mm-hmm. And I have also given you a map in this that where there is no fruit, that God is not in that. Yeah. So if it is not producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long suffering, probably not in that. Like you don't have to wait on this huge three doves are going to, or someone's going to text me and say break up with them, or I'm going to turn on the radio and it's going to be a breakup song. Like sometimes don't limit God. He can do absolutely anything. He is alpha omega beginning and end. He's omnipresent. But I love it. But he equally (laughs) has given us a responsibility to operate in the gifts that he's given us and the wisdom we've obtained throughout the years. So the voice of God is something I'm very passionate about because I think sometimes we don't realize, but as communicators, we put a lot of pressure on it mm-hmm. of, I heard God say, but then we don't actually set up the place of how yeah. we got to that moment, I guess. Yeah. So for me, I feel like I hear God during worship um, when I'm deep in the presence of God and I just start praying and um, just fixing all my attention and all my gaze on him. I feel like I hear him pretty clearly and then through the word, obviously. Yeah. But what I'm telling you, yes. Pastor Bailey right there. <laughs> Got to go preach on, girl. Come on. That's How do you good. feel like, what do you think sets up for you to hear God, especially if you're yeah. praying about something specifically? Yeah. What are the steps you take? Yeah, I, man, hearing the voice of God is like, that's the biggest question Yeah. that people have, that I had. Um, and still I'm like, God, what are you trying to say to me? Mm-hmm. Um but just honestly, it's so much more simple than people realize. Yeah. Like, we like to overcomplicate it. Like and me with my doves and yellow cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, God, the electricity, if it goes out today, like, I'm it, done with, you know, this. And you're swinging whatever. it your way. Like, yeah. you're swinging it on the side <laughs> yeah. of, like... So, yeah, that's yeah. so true. You can make it something like, all right, if the sun comes up, like, <laughs> that means I'm staying with this person. Like, well, yeah, the sun's going to come up. You just want to stay with that person. Yeah. But I I think, man, hearing hearing the voice of God is just, first you got to think, okay, how does he speak? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, even before that, you have to be within close proximity of him to yes. hear him. Like, you just, you have to be close. If you're if you and I are having a conversation, I'm on that side of the building and you're a mile away. This building's huge. Then Would you, not work. we can't hear each other. Yeah. You know, like you have to be within close proximity first. Mm-hmm. So once you're close, then okay, I'm close to you, God. How is He going to speak to you? And I think He speaks in three ways, and one through godly people who love you. Yeah, I think God speaks to us through. Like our parents, if you have godly parents, you mm-hmm. know that they love you. Yeah. And that they're going to speak life into you. And so godly people who love you. And the second, he speaks through, um, I mean, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like that's the toughest one, discernment of the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God that's supposed to manifest, supposed to live inside of us. Mm-hmm. The Bible says we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So the presence of God is supposed to remain in our temple, inside of us. So when he does, you receive discernment. Yeah. And it's like a more it's almost like a moral compass. Yeah, I was gonna say for people who might not fully understand that specifically, it's kind of this, <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. it's great. I it's 
so true. Um, but when you're a Christian and you do accept God into your heart, you also are accepting the fullness of God, which is his Holy Spirit, yeah. because God is three in one. Um, yeah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the, the impartation of him in your mm. life. But those are all big words to say that the Holy Spirit is like that. He is what Banks is saying. He's that guide that um, when you're somewhere and you feel a little check um, and you think it's like your conscious, yeah. but it's Jesus. And because Jesus is in you, he doesn't feel comfortable. You might feel comfortable in yeah, your flesh, but your spirit is Jesus. And he does not feel comfortable in sin and he is he hates sin the bible says and so um jesus knows no sin he's the opposite of it and so when you go places or you're around things or in conversations and you feel a little just like oh like maybe i should have said that or maybe i should leave or you know any type of guidance like that or a lack of peace that's the holy spirit within you navigating you so yeah on a simpler term i don't know that made it simpler (laughs) yeah he's no that did he speaks through godly people that love us through the Holy Spirit, power of the Holy Spirit, which is the hardest one to discern. I should have yeah. saved that one for last. And then the third is through His Word, like you were saying, His His love letter to us love. is <laughs> it's the manual for life that God yeah. says, "All right, read this and live your life according to it." Yeah, and I know we say this literally probably every single episode, but I want to let y'all know that anything that anyone on this podcast is sharing is because of the fruit and because of the um just the positivity it's had in our life and the effect it's had on us so when we say read your bible i heard that my whole entire life and i didn't develop a true quiet time until i probably was like 17 or 18 um until it was a true priority for me but anything we're saying we're saying because we're like we're living it and we're we're evidence of the fruit of this bible and yeah. not that we're grapefruit, like not in a conceited way at all, but I'm letting you know I've liked myself the most when I'm in the presence of God. And I've been the most happy I've ever been and the most peaceful I've ever yeah. been and in the best place yeah. I've ever been when I'm close to Jesus. And even when I'm in the worst place, if I'm close to Jesus, it's better than it would have been. So this Bible is not um, a cliche or to-do list. It is yeah. a literal like lifeline. Yeah. It's it's. I wish I could go back to myself when I was like 14 or 15 and I loved God and I did love him and I, and I knew him since a young age, but I didn't understand the power of reading his word. And yeah. I wish I could just like go back and shake my little self. Me too. Don't just you shake your little self? Just why? Yeah. Like read this book. It's not that hard. Really? You can get a different translation. You can do a devotional you can study. <laughs> Bibles are great. There's so many tools Yeah. like living in the Bible days would have been tough. Yeah. Tough, tough. I mean, for a lot of reasons. One, you didn't have running water. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, that's something. Lord have mercy. I'm glad it's 2023. Yeah, we are. Sort of. You know. 2023 is crazy. Pick and choose. Um, but, yeah, that's so good. Sorry, we went off on a little tangent. But tangents are good, and they're encouraged. Um, now the next thing we're going to talk about, we talked about hearing the voice of God. You're at the well. Um, now that you are kind of. In your preacher bag, yeah. Your preacher bag, you know, and you're growing, and you're close with your family, and you just have like a pretty. Your life's pretty good for you right now. What would you say through everything that you've learned thus far? Because God's going to continuously develop us. Um, community, 
like godly friendship, what are your lessons, big lessons you've learned and kind of tips that yeah. might help people yeah. not have to learn them? Yeah. <laughs> the hard oh, way. man. So my dad used to always say that you're, you're an average of your five closest friends. Okay. I know people have probably heard that before. That's the most true statement that I think we've said since we sat at this table. You literally, like there's no, there's no give or take there. Like you, you are an average of your five closest friends. Mm. And so it's important to, to find community that builds you up and doesn't tear you down. Community is incredibly important. So to, to the person who's like, I want to become more godly. I, mm. I want to pursue God. Well, start by spending time with godly people. Mm. And maybe maybe check out your local church. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the people that are in church, and they're like, man, I'm just not, I want to be more godly. Okay, well, consider, just consider. Ponder it. Ponder, <laughs> just ponder the idea of, okay, if I want to be more godly, what, who are my influences? Who are the people that are around me that are shaping me? Because they could be, they could potentially, although you love them, like you can, you can have friends that are ungodly that you don't hang out with every day. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I'm not saying you can't have friends who are not godly. Like that, that's, that would be terrible for me to say that actually. Yeah, it'd be bad. But it's important to, it's important to consider like, the people that you're closest with, how are they challenging you? What's the influencing That's the good. influence they're having on your life? So good. Ty, do you have a community trip friend tip? I'm not gonna lie, Bailey, I my headset it <laughs> kind of <laughs> I've been in and out of this. So I'm so sorry. Ty. I, I know, I'm so sorry. I just came in at the end of that. I apologize. What's Bay family? Ty is cut <laughs> from oh, the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was just asking if you had a community tip, but you can think on it. I'll share mine. Yeah. Um while you you ponder. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. No, yeah, it's cool. I'll just not rest you. It's cool, Ty. It's whatever, man. <laughs> We're just really embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> <It's fine>. Um <laughs> gotta reel it back in. Um, community tips. I love that. That's so good what Banks was sharing. But I do think that it's kinda hard to because I am outgoing and I'm a golden retriever. Um, and I like to meet people and I I thrive meeting new people. In interaction, but I'm trying to think about people who are very shy or awkward and yeah. are not as, um, I guess, like forward about mm. it. And um, maybe small groups would be a good avenue for you because yeah. you're finding people who have similar interests as you, um, and, or finding people who make you feel comfortable. I think in friendships, this is so important, so, so, so important. I also would shake myself and tell myself this. Friendships where you feel as if you don't have to do or be anything other than exactly who God's called you to be. So if you feel as if you have to tone up your personality or tone down or Mm -hmm. be more funny or be more fashionable or whatever, I don't think that those are the best friendships to pursue wholeheartedly. I think people where you feel like you can be unfiltered and be loved for who you are and for where you are. And they Mm -hmm. see you for where you're going to be, but they love you right now. Um, And then if your friends ever, I don't think this is maybe an unpopular opinion. 
I hear people talk about friendships on podcasts, and they're like, friendships are hard work, and they are this, and they are they are going to drain you and suck the life out of you. And I'm like, okay, I understand friendships might go through yeah. a little bit of problems. I don't want a friendship like that. No, me either. And I don't fight with my friends often. Yeah. I mean, you're not my yeah. significant other. We're yeah. not living together. You're going to fight with your significant other all the time or something? No, you feel like I feel like people do. They do, for sure. Yeah, yeah. marriage marriage is not a friendship. Friendship <laughs> is not marriage. Yeah. Um, you are Both are commitments. Both need to be sustained, and both need to be poured into, and both you need to be poured into. But I just get discouraged um, by Christian people talking about friendships. Um, and they're like, sometimes you're Paul and Silas in jail. And I'm like, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> like, yeah, you, got, so, you got work. Yeah. Got work for your friends. Yeah. It's it's just. I'm not trying to, like, I'm just trying to have a friend. Yeah. I think that your friends, you, you love them and you yeah. have fun with them and you laugh with them and you grow together. And, yeah, sometimes you might get on each other's nerves. But, like, I don't think that every person in your life deserves a seat at your table um, I think that those table, those seats at your table are reserved for people mm-hmm. who are pouring into you. You're pouring into them. You have fun together. Like, goodness gracious, have fun. Yeah. If you don't get anything out of this podcast, have fun and laugh because life is short and it is meant to be lived to the fullest in the yeah. sense of have joy. Mm. I laugh with my friends and I love laughing with them. Yeah. And if they made me mad all the time, I don't think I'd be their friend. Yeah, no. I, I, um, Something just came to my mind too that I heard recently. Um, I don't know. Wh- I don't know where this comes from, but it says that you need a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy in your life, which are three Bible characters. And a mm. Paul is somebody that's ahead of you, mm. somebody that's mentoring you. Yeah. A Barnabas is um, somebody who's below, somebody you're mentoring, so somebody you're pouring into. Yeah. And then a Timothy is. Um, maybe it's actually Timothy is the person you're pouring into and Barnabas is the one that is walking alongside you and like your encourager. Mm. So I think that's great. Yeah. Everybody need you. Everybody needs somebody they're base. aspiring to be like, yeah. And then you need somebody to walk with you that can hold your hand, encourage you. Let's keep you're on, in a keep similar on. place. Yeah. And then somebody that, okay, this person's pouring into me. I have a little bit that I can pour into somebody else. Mm. And it's just, if everybody had that mentality, you think that'd be, I mean, We'd all incredible. be walking around full, guys. Yeah, we'd all be flying and stuff. Like, it'd be amazing. We'd be, we'd be soaring. moving, soaring. Soaring and flying. That's so good. We didn't, I didn't, never heard that um, analogy, but I do believe in that. I am mentored. I believe in your, like, mentorship. I'm so big. I've had my mentor on the podcast. She's incredible. Shout out. Lindsay, Molly, all my mentors, Rachel, everybody. I just love godly women in my life who are doing things that I want to do and operating in a healthy marriage and operating in a healthy motherhood. Um, But then you also have people that I have my small group and I'm Mm -hmm. giving out what I have. And then I just have my girls, my friends that I love, that I have fun with. Okay, Ty, if you're there, if you're not there, you really are cut. (laughs) Can I get this, the question restated from the beginning? Community. I feel like after gathering all the answers, I feel like I get the question, but if I could get it restated, no, that may yeah, help you're me a little good. bit. Um, so the question is just what are your friendship tips, community tips? Yeah, I mean, going off of the work thing, like I've never really had to work to like 
for my friendship. Like, obviously, the work comes in for, like, to me, like, being there for them. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, that would be considered work. But, like, if you've got to constantly, like, tend to and baby and text all the time and just, yeah. like, if it's, like, we- like truly wearing on you, then you got to, like, either reconsider, reevaluate, or restructure that friendship mm. to where it's, like, it's just... I mean, you should be pulling each other up the whole Three time. Hours. You shouldn't. Ha- yeah, you should just like, I don't know. Like my friends, like we can go three weeks without even texting, and and we can pick up right where we left off. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, um, I mean, all mine are very healthy. But what I've really noticed over my life is like time is so valuable. Yeah. Yes. And who you spend your time with is like, I mean, that is like something you can never buy back you can never buy back time so when you really start counting your seconds in your day and you're like all right who am I tapping into and um, like Banks was saying who's in your inner circle because that's going to help you know change the direction of your life or um, you know help you advance in life or or whatever that whatever that is but um, I mean choosing your friends is super important and I would say keeping it small you know what I'm saying and be tactful with that and be wise in that and don't be spread too thin. I mean, bring yes, your three closest and bring them in, you know, right underneath your arms and lock arms with them and yeah. start running. So, I mean, if you got, you know, 500 friends, quote unquote friends, then it's hard to get close to anybody and you're just so spread thin. You can't do self-improvement. You can't, you know what I'm saying? Problem. It's just, it's just too much. So, yeah. you know, have your, have your boys, you know, and make sure that they are uh, following God and, you know, are have the same um, alignment with you, you know. Yeah. And so you can just move through life a lot faster and be a lot stronger and have your your roots deeper into the ground. Yeah. Amen. I like that um, re, reevaluate, revisit, mm-hmm. reconstruction. What did you I say? Think it was three R's. It was three a, R's. That was good. It'll Pat in that test segment. Yeah, that was good. Um, <laughs> so good. So the next thing is relational I guess tips or um lessons and I can go first on this one because the Lord knows I have a lot to say about (laughs) relationships no I'm just kidding um one of the biggest things I've learned um specifically for females is figure out what you want in a person um and not your silly brown hair blue eyes nothing physical Figure out your unchangeable qualities that you want in a person. So their kindness, their relationship with God, their drive, their humor, that is important to me. Like, that's okay. That's not superficial. I literally have to be laughing. Laughing is how I feel like myself. So (laughs) I have to be laughing, you know. And I don't want to always be the one making people laugh. I want people to make me laugh, you know. Um, So figure out what those things are and literally write them down and pray over them. I have a prayer, and anyone can DM me, and I can send it to you the way I structured it, um, that I lift up whoever it is and just encourage the person, and I speak to the person that I know that they're going to be. But um, I would say figure out what it is, and then it's okay. I'm different in this way that I think it's okay to go on coffee dates, and it's okay to get lunch and see if you guys have similar moral values and core values and you guys have fun and you're attracted to one another I think it's okay to go get coffee and just see and it's not a huge like date it's just testing the waters with someone to see what could come of it because there's a reason that God brings people into our lives 
Um, and we have to sometimes dig a little deeper to discover that reason. But yeah, I would say figure out those yeah. qualities and then make sure that you're matching the qualities that you're asking of someone. Mm. So for me, I'm asking for a God-fearing Christian man who prioritizes his faith, who's a tither, who is kind, who is, you know, obsessed and immersed in the word and um, who wants to have an impact. And so I have to make sure that I am a God-fearing Christian woman who is obsessed and immersed in the word, who longs to make an impact. And then we come alongside each other and we just help each other grow. So um, make sure that you're doing whatever you're asking of somebody. Yeah. What would you say? That's good. Um, So this is one of those things where I need a Paul for (laughs) somebody to kind of give me advice on this. But I feel like there's a little bit I can share or that I'm trying to do right now because I'm not married, but I seek counsel yeah. from people who, from relationships that I admire. Yeah. So my mom and dad or my sister and her husband or my other sister and her husband, like these are just relationships I really admire mm-hmm. and I want to be like. So yeah. that's that's the first thing that I, I find myself doing. Um, if you want to be like something, then you need to get to know that something. Yeah. You need to ask that something questions. So that's one thing. And then for all you guys out there that are watching this. Oh, give the um, guys some advice. Some I'm gonna guess, good yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a proverb so, okay. A Proverbs thirty one woman is like go okay, go read Proverbs thirty one ten. I can't read it right now because it's like twenty verses, but Proverbs thirty one ten through thirty one. It is just crazy and it talks about the first two verses i'm just going to read a wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value she brings him good not harm all the days of her life she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands she is like the merchant ships bringing her food food from afar blah, blah 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 go read that because it's like every single verse it's like wow Mm-hmm. That is a, a a woman that you that at least I I want to marry somebody who fears God before she fears me mm-hmm. like she truly fears God and um and is confident in herself like she doesn't have to have me yeah you know that's another that's another big thing but I really try to seek counsel on this like for our relationship series we're doing in February I don't plan to preach <laughs> um because I again am. Um, but there's not. a lot to be learned in your singleness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like what Banks just said, he kind of blew over. But being confident and confidence is literally one of the most attractive qualities anyone can have ever. Um, you might not even be like the best like at something, but if you're confident in it, it just draws people yeah, to you. Yeah. Um, and God confidence goes above and beyond. But That's right. I think that it's big to women like – bank said in Proverbs 31, that is your guideline. There you go. That is what you are aspiring to be. That is what you, that's your checklist. Those are the things that you value. Um, And then guys are looking for that. And then girls look at Samson, uh, um, not Samson. Sorry, I just said, don't look at Samson. (laughs) Samson gave it. I said Samson because you always talk about Samson. Samson. I do. That story changed my life. Because you always talk about it. But when I just looked at you, I thought of it. Look at Boaz. (laughs) <laughs> Look at Boaz and the way that he pursued Ruth. And you can really get that, like, 
Proverbs 31, but the Boaz, that's that's our, he yeah. he sought her out, he protected her, yeah. he fed her. I mean, those are all, mm. those are all great, good things. <laughs> <laughs> it goes it it's, really, it's, it's, good. it's good. No, Boaz is great. I've literally, yeah. I've, we've, we've read that in my girls small group and, um, I've talked about the way that they set that up, but yeah, wait on your Boaz. Pastor Jensen has a good message on that too. It's really funny, yeah. um, that he has an analogy. Go watch it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that confidence is so important. And then like Banks said, obviously not being married, but when you feel like you're lacking because you're not in a relationship, I don't think you're ready for a relationship. I'm sorry if that offended anybody. But, like, if you feel like, oh, I'm so defeated and I'm so, like, my life sucks and I'm so lonely and you're always fixated on what you don't have, um, I don't think you're necessarily in the place that God aspires for you to be to receive what he has for you. I think you need to be content with you and Jesus and with your family and with your friends and be thankful for what you have and be thankful for what didn't happen. Aren't you thankful you didn't marry your whoever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no offense. Yeah, that's to, a hard thing to do to too. anybody. Yeah. You know, like that. That's that's a tough. That season is like so. Oh, you know, being it's almost Christmas time. Yeah, it's You're harder single. in the holidays. It's like, don't you just want to eat a cookie and like watch a movie with your significant <laughs> other? Like that sounds. That sounds. No, it's so great. Good. I think it's okay. It sounds to, so good, it's, but I. I <laughs> I'm not saying that should happen. No, the realness of it is I... I, It's hard. I talked to Morgan about this. I would have way rather watched Outer Banks season three, two or three, whatever one came out, with a boy. I would have way rather watched it and talked about it and be all snuggled up and, you know, whatever. But (laughs) I am not going to rush what God has for me because of my lack of security in this place. So as much as... The cookie sounds yeah, great. That is so good. I See, have this is to. why I need a Paul right now. This is why I need a Paul. And I'm just going to accept being the Timothy or the Barnabas. I'm like, just tell me what to do. No, no, no. It's okay. It's, we're all learning. I mean, I'm yeah, learning. I have yeah. weaker moments. But when I feel tempted to settle on less than I know that I deserve, mm-hmm. I do have mentors that I reach out to. And I'm like, hey, I'm just really lonely. I don't want to operate out of loneliness. The worst decisions you'll make are out of loneliness and pride that's so true the worst decisions so when those two emotions in my life when those two emotions come up when you were too comfortable by yourself and think no one's gonna know and no one's gonna do that that is when you're in a bad place you need to get around godly people who are gonna remind you of who you are and what you're waiting for and then pride obviously sheesh sheesh that's a big saying apparently but i think it's important to like Good. Also, just have fun when you're single. Like, freaking, oh, shouldn't say freaking, flipping. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> the, uh, flipping, go on. <laughs> freaking's not a bad word, but I just didn't feel like it was appropriate yeah. to use in this situation. <laughs> now I just keep saying that. <laughs> Say it again, will you? <laughs> What's in, what is, those, I love those replacement, replacement cuss Flipping is good. Flipping's fine. <laughs> it's like, Replacement cuss words are hilarious. I'm sweating because I so said funny. that so I'm many su- times. I, yeah, I'm sweating too. Um, There's a heavyweight hoodie though. Stinking. So okay, anyways, what I was going to say is it's okay. Uh, if you are at a church and you think a girl's cute and she is worshiping well and y'all are getting along, guys, ask her on a date. 
literally, go on a date and see how it goes. I promise you, if you know God's voice and she knows God's voice, you will be able to tell on the first date. If there's something, not if they're your wife, don't be freaking, oh, dang it, don't be stinking weird. Um, but <laughs> Don't be weird. But I think it's okay to just, like, go and step into something and then see how you feel and if it's fruitful and if it's natural and if it's fun and then go from there. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe older people wouldn't suggest that. That's just yeah. that's what I think. Can I tie two things together real fast? Go ahead. So back to that community thing. So I just had one of my friends from college move in with me. I'm living by myself, or I was living by myself Okay. in this position as young adults pastor. And I'm like, I mean, being lonely is when you make your, the worst decisions of your life. Yeah. And so it's important to, back to the community thing, to have those those people who are going to be there for you and with you. Yes. And... Pray them in if you don't yeah, have them. Yeah, yeah, pray them in. But I, because I, I'm not going to lie, I'm like, man, it's almost Christmas time. And. Banks is in his fields. I don't believe in Santa, so I can't, like. Ah. So I need some, I need somebody. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's God, just, it's people, cool to guys have Guys don't talk about girls, I mean, wait. Guys don't talk about how guys get lonely. It's mostly girls who are like, I, oh, yeah. I'm a hopeless romantic. I can't wait to be married. But, like I said, hopeless I have romantic. to remind myself that what God has for yeah. me is going to be better than what I can fabricate and, like, maneuver on my own. Yeah. Hopeless romantic. That made me think of that um, that song from Greece. Hopeless romantic. Bank sings and plays the guitar, guys. I like to sing. He's like a guitar DJ. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. A DJ, yeah. A guitar Side hustle. DJ. <laughs> it's so but good. guys, they really don't talk about how they get lonely. And guys get lonely. <laughs> As they you do. can tell. I'm yeah, kidding. yeah. No, I get he lonely. He wants to eat a Christmas cookie. I don't, I, out of my loneliness, I don't act on that loneliness. I don't make foolish decisions. Yeah. But I, it's real. Yeah. Like I'm, it's I feel okay. lonely all the time. And that's why it's good to have good to have community. Like it's it's important. Yeah. But you can't you also can't make your identity your community. You mm. know, you can't be get, you can't get all your confidence in that friend that's because good. it's the same same concept yeah. if you were to do it with somebody. So that's why it's important to in your singleness, okay, I find my confidence and my hope in the Lord. He he get, empowers me to receive yes. this confidence. However, I want somebody to encourage me and walk <laughs> beside me. And walk with me. Yeah. So my friend Nathan Zakis just moved in. He just moved in with oh, me. Oh, there you go. And so, I mean, we don't snuggle up and watch movies together and eat cookies, but we're, you it's my boy. You guys can make cookies, so like, though, and watch Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah, Top Gun. I got you. Yeah. I just gave you guys a good idea. It's good. Yeah, I think that that's important. That's a good point, though. People do get, you have to be comfortable with yourself, and I think it took me so, that's why I'm so passionate about so I'm just a passionate person. I'm passionate about everything. I'm one of those people, if I watch a movie about anything, when I watch Step Up, I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be a break dancer. <laughs> like, I miss my calling. Yeah. And then I watch, you know, America's Got Talent. I'm trying to think of how I can go on America's Got Talent. So uh, I'm just a passionate person. Yeah. I get excited really easily. Um, so I'm a great person to give gifts to because no matter what anyone gives me, I'm just going to be <laughs> lit about it. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> 
Ty's laughing. Ty literally is laughing because he knows it's true. <laughs> and I've always been like this. I just have a lot. I don't know. I have a lot of. You'll never know if it's a terrible gift or not. You're just, you're just That's mm. true. Last night, um, one of my friends actually ordered my food wrong for me. And I didn't tell them. Uh, and then I didn't tell the waitress. And then I just hated it. And I just hated it. See, okay. I have the complete opposite <laughs> like thing. I'm like, dude. I'm telling you what's up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be as nice as I can, but I'm going to be honest about your gift. So, A, you better keep the receipt. You know what I'm saying? Because we're taking that puppy back, and we're getting what I, I want. Or just cash Why would you, It's a waste of money, dude. Like, if I say, yeah, I like that, then, like, you wouldn't you rather know the truth? Like, yeah. wouldn't you rather um, know no. if it's a if terrible gift? If I ever gift, give like, you something and you hate it, please don't tell me. Because yeah. I probably put a lot of thought and effort. It's like, yo, you got that e-receipt? You go get forward that email to me. <laughs> that e-receipt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even remember what I was saying before. This. Oh, I was saying I'm passionate, and just in general, about a lot of things. Um, but I'm very passionate ab- about being comfortable with yourself and with you and Jesus and having that time with you and Jesus because you're truly, um, you're your best when you're close to Jesus, like Bank said, so you can hear him and you can listen to him but um i don't know i just i feel like too many people go to bed at night and they lay their head down and they're not proud of the person that they are and the decisions that they've made Mm -hmm. and the life that they're setting up for themselves and here is the great news from your pal at what's basic you can change that if you don't like who you are right now if you are a mean person if you're just a bad person if you're addicted if you were you know in a bad place there is this man named jesus um who changes everything and um, you taking step towards him and getting closer to him will change. And you, as you, it's so, Jesus is so cool because the closer you get to him, the more you become like him. Have you ever been around a friend and maybe they say, like I told you, I say, you heard me say, good golly, Miss Molly. Now maybe you'll say that because mm-hmm. we were around each other and yeah. you're catching my lingo and you're catching my vibes. Or you'll start to think the same things are funny or You'll start to dislike the same things, you know. And it's just like that with Jesus. The closer you get to him, the more you become like him. And he's so good and he's so pure. So you're really, you're, it's a double win, honestly. Yeah, it's a double win. Win, win, win all around. Double win, big wins. (laughs) Big wins. The lottery, nothing on Jesus. But lottery's also probably fun to play too. Um, Yeah. It's really big right now, I heard. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Um, it's nothing. A lot of money that I'll never have. Yeah, but I have a conspiracy theory. What? A conspiracy theory. I love those. When you you get so ahead of yourself, it's like you just say My words were going faster than my brain. (laughs) A conspiracy theory that my old neighbors won the lottery. I think they did. They went off the grid. So... And oh. they, now they have a bunch of houses, so I think wow. so. Do you see them? No. The, you, when you say they went off the grid, like they picked up and they're gone. They're gone. Wow. I see them on, I can't say. <laughs> I'll tell you after this. <laughs> My old neighbor, they might wow. have won the lottery. There's only two options, either the neighbor on the left or the and right. You, so like, no, hey. no, not my old, not the Brooks. Okay, so it's the other <laughs> side. Well, there. there My old, 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 old. Oh, Two neighborhoods she's together. She's covering up now. Just Anyways, anywho. Cover her tracks. Um, Can we get the neighborhood name? No. <laughs> I stop. The last two <laughs> questions. What is God showing you right now in your life? 
Sorry to just flip the script and get oh, deep man. on you. And I want to. What's he showing me, man? Yeah, I want to cry from this. So get real vulnerable. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> last night, um, <laughs> last night I preached from uh, James one eight. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And oftentimes, and this is no secret, I've said this at the well. I'm like, what God is, what, not always, not always, but sometimes what He's placing on my heart and what He's kind of teaching me. Sometimes, not every single time, mm-hmm. I'll I'll preach from that, like from what I feel like the Lord's telling me for. For all of us, I'm 24. What's God speaking to me? Okay, odds are there are other 24 year olds who are thinking the same thing. Yeah, and because. We're in a young adult ministry. It makes sense. But a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so just remembering that I, I can't live myself, my, my life living in that double mindset, a mind of the world and a mind of Christ. Like I need to be single-minded, dialed in, focused on the purpose that God has for my life. And I just need to keep my eyes fixed on him. Single-minded, single vision. Yeah. And that's what I feel like the Lord's teaching me right now. Even amidst whatever's whatever garbage you got going on around you, mm-hmm. wherever you are in your walk with the Lord, like just keep your blinders on, continue to be dialed in, focused, moving in that direction, and you will be stable in all your ways. The inverse to James 1.8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, is a, a single-minded man is completely stable in all his ways. Wow. So... That's what the Lord's been teaching me right right now. He's been reminding me. That's so good. That's great. It's a great encouragement. Um, I told them before this, but I've also been in James and but a different part of James. Um, James one and it's verse twenty seven. And this is a pretty common quote or quote scripture. It says, "Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction." And we are absolutely on the same page of that yeah. is so important and that is what the bible says and the bible's true what was it you said earlier you love <laughs> i love you right no, i'm whatever. all for supporting <laughs> orphans and um all for orphans all for not orphans like we don't like want all, anyone to yeah. be a widow but we're for the widows yes. as well yes yeah we stand with you absolutely uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it was just it's funny. Not, it's not a joke. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, the way yeah, I yeah. said it yeah, no, I was, I was like, I love widows. And then I was like, I don't love that someone's a widow. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to love them in their widow. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes That's, sense. That, yeah. It's like when totally. someone's talking about a really deep thing and they're like, oh yeah, support the cause. And you're like, I love supporting human trafficking. And you're like, but like the end of human trafficking, yeah, I'm yeah. not supportive of the act of yes. it. You know what I'm saying? You're not contributing. You're helping bring to an end. Made anyway. it sound like you were a donor. Right. <laughs> anyway, financial support. Anyway, I'm sorry, rabbit trail. My fault. No, no, no. So the end of this verse is because everyone focuses on the beginning of this verse. In my ESV version, it says, "And to keep oneself unstained from the world," mm. and that was such an encouragement to me because I'm constantly so finding this balance of. Um, I have friends who, and I love you, and you listen to this, who are not in church as much, and maybe they're not, some of them are not saved, and um, I always invite them to church. They know this. This is nothing. I'm not telling them and talking to them about in person. And then I have friends who also work alongside me in the church. So my 
friend group, it my sphere of influence is kind of split, and mm-hmm. I enjoy it that way because I'm getting to pour into people and I'm getting to be around different groups of people. And you also just learn how to defend your faith when you're the only one that has faith in a situation. Yeah. Um, and so it's been so good, but I can feel a little bit discouraged sometimes of – you know, am I being the am I being influenced by my environment, or is my environment influencing me? Um, and I think that it's cool that the word unstained was used because I told Banks it's not it doesn't say, and keep oneself unconnected from the world, yeah, and to keep oneself judging the world and mm-hmm. to keep oneself looking better than the world. It's saying unstained, and then it uses that because you can go into the world and shine your light and be who God's called you to be, and you actually really can still have a good, fun life and do normal things. You just have to decide what it is that the standard of your life is and what God's called you to, and then boom, you're golden. Like yeah. You need accountability, and you're going to mess up. Hear me. You're going to mess up. I mess up all the time. Mm-hmm. Banks mess up all the time. Time us up all the time. Whoever you envision as like the peak, the pinnacle of faith, they mess up. We let ourselves down sometimes. Mm. We let God down sometimes, but there's grace for that. It just matters that you're continuously growing. Um, and even when you fall, just get back up again. But yeah, so just remaining, knowing that I can remain unstained from the world, but still be in it and have an impact yeah. and really examining in friendships and in environments. Okay, am I the one doing the influencing or am I being influenced? And I think that that's a great check for Christian leaders um, is that we're never going to be perfect, but ask yourself the hard questions so you can grow and ask yourself the hard questions so that God can continue to mold you um, into his perfect image and um, his perfect image, not your perfect image. Um, So, yeah, that was mine. Ty, what are you learning right now, if you can hear us? Yeah, no, I mean, and this may be a little off subject, but just. Oh, go ahead. We love off subject. Well, not too off, but just mine is, like, blocking out the extra, you know, and just, like, being, like, super focused right now Um, and just, like, a lot of unnecessary noise, and that could be people, um, personal goals, business, um, even just church work, you know, because sometimes, like, and I've mentioned it before, like, you can use your gift and your calling to hide behind it and... That's so really funny. use your work in the church and your work for the for God as like I don't need to spend QT with him. You know what I'm saying? Quality time. Like you don't need to do that because I'm I'm in the labor force. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm good. But like you still so even true. though you work and you labor all day, you still need rest. You know what I'm saying? You still need a reboost. You still need um, to fill your your gas tank back up, you know, because if you just keep working, 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 eventually that tank's going to go dry, and then you're just burnt out, and now you've got a, your transmission's toast. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to do, a, like, a hard reset, and mm-hmm. that hard reset is uh, sometimes a lot more brutal, you know, it's mentally, physically, too, emotionally, yeah. and it's preventable. All you got to do is just fill the gas tank back up and be, change your oil, mm-hmm. you know, and that takes 30 minutes, but a hard reset's, Three grand, You're two weeks in the shop, without a car. I've got to call banks with his mullet to come pick me up. <laughs> like, I need, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's just way harder that way. But if you just take your time and just hone in and be more focused. Yeah, there you go. I got you. The fade. Hey. Yep. Hey, there we go. Um, but if you just hey. take a little bit of time and, you know, going back to the value of time. Yeah. The... You know, you put into the one thing that will give you the highest return mm. and keep you more oh. stable in long-term yeah. play. Like, that's 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 the best play. So, for me, just kind of 
blocking out the extras, not trying to use my gift and my talents to hide behind, um, you know, truly just trying to take an extra second. Cause I mean, I'm at church all day doing something, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. whether you're running cables, yeah. switching cameras, uploading data, editing videos, or sewing into your team members on your small group or the media team that I work with, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you can just use that as, all right, God, we're good. I'm sewing, but yes, yeah. that is necessary, but that's only a small piece of it. Um, so just trying to still do that, but also put focus and effort into filling back up the tank and changing the oil and just, you know, putting, putting that time into the things that's really going to keep you on the track the longest time. Yeah. Um, that's for the so long good. Haul. I think that evaluation mm-hmm. from like self-evaluation, but then also from like Bank said, getting, um, someone from the outside who's further along than you and knows more about it than you because speaking of oil change I went to go get my oil change yesterday I know nothing about cars I don't pretend to know um there's just some things that I just don't I don't know about taxes uh and like other things um there's just a couple things I don't know much about or a lot of things Um, about taxes taxes came up I don't know a lot about taxes. Yeah, I don't know anything about cars. When my light comes on, I instantly send a picture to my dad, and I'm like, what the world does this little light mean? Um, so I went, my, my car said oil change. I could figure that out. It means I need my oil change. So I went to go take my car, and I dropped it off, and then I didn't know you were supposed to say, like, what kind of oil, like, I just took, I just dropped, I walked out and I was like, yeah, whatever you guys think. Canola oil, avocado oil, (laughs) And I left um, and I came back and uh, my dad was mad at me because he was like, why didn't you go to whoever? And I was like, this is just the closest one I needed my oil change. I thought that's a pretty urgent thing. So I just took it somewhere. Um, So I go back to get my car and he's like, hey, uh, we did this synthetic whatever oil. Uh, you also needed rotation and you also needed something oh, else. Man. And so we did it for you. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. But also totally, totally trying to take advantage of you. Maybe. I don't know. But all I was saying in that is that I actually had no idea I needed that. And mm. if I even needed it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And maybe they did take advantage of Maybe it was you out prob- of pureness. You probably did. Yeah. You, pro- you may have needed it. You but probably did. I don't know. I'm just saying I would have never even crossed my mind that yeah. I, I, I have. Do you get your tires rotated once a year? Like beats me. Yeah. Ty, anybody? I think they get <laughs> rotated every time I drive. Right? They just fix it themselves. <laughs> yeah, but it was just a good reminder to me that we don't. Um, everything that you're saying, I was just like I literally went through that yesterday where I didn't know that there was other things wrong and there was blind spots that I didn't see. And I wasn't even, I wasn't even like thinking about it. I had no idea. I thought my tires were doing great. They're driving. They're not making weird noises. And, um, they did it. And then, you know, I paid for it, you know, it wasn't like a free, like gotcha girl. (laughs) It's like, like, Oh, we did big favor for you. We decided to actually replace your engine. Um, (laughs) it's going to cost you 20,000, but, and I'm like, thanks so much. Have a great day. And then he's like, keep us in mind. And I'm like, you know, I will. (laughs) So it's silly, but it's true. But, uh, the last thing I'll say, and then final question, because we're wrapping it up is I recently, I forgot this too, because Sunday we had our prayer night and um, we have those once a month at my church. And during it, there was a guy who, his name is Morton. Col- okay, first of all, if this is broadcasted Free Chapel's Prayer Night, please go watch it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, I'm going to tell it kind of wrong, but this is what I gathered from the story, is that he was playing um, 
think I don't even know the instrument. I think a clarinet. Okay. Trumpet. One of the. One of yeah, these. Yeah. Something. He was playing it in the street in Florida, and a couple from our church walked up to him and was just talking to him, and somehow the street performer ended up at Free Chapel and got baptized Sunday morning from the connection that was made through a couple. Uh, so he got hmm, baptized that yeah. morning, and he shared how he played an instrument and how he got there, and then Pastor Jensen asked if he would come and um, play at our prayer. So this guy who played for in the street and was not making any money was getting no, like, growth necessarily in his what god had gifted him with comes and plays at our church in in front of a couple thousand people and then we gave an offering for him um and i was it was amazing it was really one of the coolest things i've ever been a part of uh and i was just sitting there and i was like this is so awesome and i was crying because i'm you know just a baby um and uh i started journaling and i was like this is so cool god's so cool um and I'm literally writing that. And then I remember writing, and I was like, his faith encouraged me, but it also convicted me. Because I thought if I was playing, you know, on the street in Florida, and yeah. some random couple came up to me and told me about this pastor in this place in Gainesville, Georgia, would I have the faith to go? And if I went, would I go quietly? Or would I go with a million questions and a million fears and what mm-hmm. if and whatever? And so it was a encouraging and a convicting moment which is a good happy medium and so I started really thinking about it and I felt like I was kind of coasting a little bit um and kind of like Ty said I, I have my role that I do and I have the things that are important to me and I'm not in deep and habitual sin so I'm in my mind I'm like because I've been really really low I'm like oh we're doing great we're in ministry like we're killing it and I have a podcast like what the heck and God's using it and he's blessing it and he's good to me and my family's healthy, and, you know, these little things that I think all, all equate that there's growth, but it's stagnant. Um, I was in a stagnant place where I didn't feel like I've added anything new in a long time, and I haven't gotten uncomfortable with my faith in a long time. So this week and next week I implemented some new things that uh, I haven't done ever. I start saying the Lord's Prayer out loud in the morning, and I can't be on social media That's when I'm awesome. alone. Uh, if I'm with friends, I can be on it. What sparked you doing the Lord's Prayer, saying the Lord's Prayer every morning? I, j- I literally two weeks ago started doing that. Weird. They, my, <laughs> at church, my dad like, said that, that he does that. And I was like, well, I never thought about that. Um, I was just thinking about how, honestly, I was just like, I need to get uncomfortable and I need to build yeah. my faith and I need to be stretched in a new way. That's cool. And That's so just I just crazy. started saying it out loud. And then I was like, no social media when I'm alone. If I'm alone, I have to be reading this book journaling or praying or worshiping uh, and I've only it's done cool. it for a week and it's been good but just like reminder for anybody maybe that convicted you me talking about it but when's the last time you did something that cost you more than you're already giving God um, and let's implement it whether that is the Lord's Prayer um, in the morning or communion if you're super spiritual uh, do communion in the morning that'd be sick <laughs> like, that'd be cool uh, Great juices and crackers yeah all or all yeah, all day. What do you Every have for single meal. Grape juice and crackers. Uh, go on and fast. I don't know. I just feel like there's a. I feel like that's a silent killer, honestly. Oh yeah. Coasting. Yeah. It's it's when you're deep in sin, you know it. Everyone mm-hmm. knows it, you know. Yeah. But when you're just coasting and you're comfortable oh, and you're just vibing and complacent. I, yeah, I, I read oh. my Bible two days ago, and then God needs to speak to you, and He had something for you Tuesday morning that you didn't wake up Tuesday morning. You're trying to get Wednesday night bread that's soggy now from Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. and um, mm. yeah, 
Oh, mm, that, that'll do it. Wow. <laughs> the organ comes on. Wow. <laughs> no, but that convicted me for real. And I'm saying it because I, Bailey, this is a confession, was coasting. And I'm sorry to people yeah. that I was leading that I was coasting. Mm. Uh, truly, I am. And I, all jokes aside, I, I value that my voice can help somebody. And I value the wisdom that God's given me. Uh, and I know I need to feed myself because um, I'm horrible without Jesus and I suck without him. So I don't know why I ever try to do anything without him. But uh, just don't coast. And if yeah. you're coasting, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's just, let's just try something new. Switch yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar DJ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. What would you tell 16-year-old Banks? Oh, man. I would say... Banky boy. (laughs) Money in the banks. I would say money in the banks. R.I.P. Money in the banks 08. Thanks, Ramsey 3. He's matured, guys. That's right. Professional. Whatever that means. Professional. (gasps) Anyway. 16-year-old banks, I would say, dude, trust and listen to your family. Mm. Trust and listen to your family. And why? Because they love me mm-hmm. more than anybody else at 16 years, years old loves me. They love me the most. They want the yeah. best for me. And just listen to them more. Take their advice. That's so good. My mom and dad, I wish. And if, and if you don't have a mom or a dad or a godly family, like who is the person in your life at it's, if you're 16 now, like, who are you listening to? Mm. Or who's, try, who's trying to speak to you and trying to pull you up? Just consider what they have to say. Um, just think on it. Yeah, I'd say, Banks, listen to your parents. Listen to your siblings. That's great. Your older siblings. No. They love you. And learn from them. And yeah. Them. Yeah. Because I just That's did it, good. you know? Like, I just did not listen to my parents or my... I, I was like, I know best. And what's mm. that song from Tangled? Uh, <laughs> I have a dream? Uh, no, it's um, Mother's Mother Knows Best. Mother Knows Best. Take yeah. it for your mom's <laughs> That one? Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. So good. But moms usually do know best. Yeah. And I wish that I had just taken my parents' advice and things more seriously and... um. Because now I feel like I'm I'm paying some of those consequences consequences now, and it's like man, it could have been avoided. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay, but just things that I, I wish I could have changed, but mm. didn't. And again, it's okay. We moved on. Yeah. No. Yeah. We've, we've bigger and better things. Yeah. Yeah. Minor setback, major comeback. Major. That's good. <laughs> I think Drake. That's the (laughs) prophet Drake. Sounds like Drake, honestly. Oh, that's so good. And then any final thoughts? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to encourage? Anything? Man, I would say keep on keeping on. I love what you you were talking about, complacency. Um, The last thing I would say is complacency diminishes great success. Mm. So any any progress that you've made in your life, when you become complacent, you stop moving forward. And if life is a river and you're moving forward upstream, 
when you become complacent, when you stop moving forward, you start to drift back. Mm. So that great success, that progress that you made upriver, upstream, when you stop paddling, that's when that success becomes diminished. You begin to lose that that progress that you've made. So complacency diminishes great success. That is great. I um, listened to a really great message by Pastor Don Tree at Voo Church, um, and I think it's called Something Rooted or Growing, and it's all about... She said, you're either rotting or you're rooted. And mm. I was like, ooh, wow. dang, that'll, that's enough for that'll me to. preach <laughs> four different ways. That's good. Yeah, that's so good. And she really encouraged, and she's awesome. I love her. You should come on my podcast on the street, wherever you are listening to hey, this. Hey, you know what? Her husband was in my fraternity, Upsilon XE at Lee University. All right, there's our connection. Rich. Y'all can come on the podcast. Banks can interview Rich. Rich. I'll interview Don Street. Yeah. We'll see you guys here. (laughs) Yeah, Rich and Dontree, if you are watching this, yeah. Um, We'd love to have you. But my number one guest, not that y'all aren't great, you're great, DC and Rich, is Bob Goff. Bob Goff, if this ever makes it to you, you are my number one guest I would like to have out of anybody in the world. Yeah, yeah. You're the man. Yeah. I want to be like you, so. uh, (laughs) Can I say my number one? Yeah. (laughs) I have two different answers. One would be a little controversial, so I'm not going to say that No, you can say it. It's okay. I would love to sit here and have a conversation with Donald Trump. I knew you were going to say that. I just would love it. It'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. I, he is such a, a, just a big brain. Yeah. And um, there, I, I know there's a lot of controversy there. but No, it's okay. Anyway, that, that'd be fun. That'd be so What's much your fun. other one? Um, my other one, honestly, oh, What's man. Basic? Probably, <laughs> probably you. <laughs> Uh, I honestly, I probably, <laughs> no, no I think, no, it's not you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I got the trick. I don't know who it would be. Uh, Jesus, is that's not fair. Like, you can't say that. Yeah, that's uh, like a cop-out answer. I don't know, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. All right, well, hmm. if anyone turned me off, um, because of <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> or um, Craig Rochelle. Okay, yeah, that's that's, cool. That's a good guy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, That's awesome. Also, vote, guys. I'm not going to say anything, but just vote. Um, It's exercise your right. That's it. That's all I'll say. Can't complain if you don't vote. (laughs) Period. And I don't even love politics, but I love my voice. It's the best American right. Can you still vote? (laughs) Go vote. Voting into Tuesday, but. Well, we got a runoff. (laughs) We're oh, well, yeah. Yeah, we have a runoff. When is it? When is it? When December. Can we? Okay. My birthday is also in December. Politically charged people. When's your birthday? That's how we'll end. October 2nd. Oh, yeah. You just had your birthday kind of in Guatemala. Yeah. My birthday is December 4th. Yeah. yeah. I'll be 24. Awesome. Excited. It's going to be a good <laughs> year. Exciting. Just throwing it out there, guys. Thanks. I'm just kidding. Um, that was awesome. This was a great episode. Banks, thanks so much for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think we were a little bit longer, but it was funny. It was good. Yeah, sweet. A lot of good content in there, guys. So make sure you're taking notes. And uh, Bishop Banks, appreciate you. That was <laughs> a good you, word. Ty, love you so much. You're the man. Um, Fabiana is not on the podcast, but she is a part of the What's Base Day team. And I just want to say thank you to Fabiana because she's the best. Um, and thank y'all. I love everybody. This podcast has been so good, and it really is special to me, and God is using it. So send us to a friend, um, repost it, post, like, subscribe, all the things. But um, love you guys. Have a great week. I pray that everyone feels encouraged and inspired. If anything's mm. confusing or you want to further discuss, you can message me. 
message banks. Sorry, I just made uh, yeah, yourself no. available. Uh, message Ty. We'd love to talk to you and get you um, plugged in. And if you're around, you're local, the well, yeah. young adults, come, come hang around. out. Whoa. Stop doing that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's great. We'll love you guys. Have a great week. And remember to look for the good in things. And if there's none, become the good. Adios. Oh,